much to make me happy and make me smile with glee. Never, never will I feel discouraged cause I love's no mystery. Whoa, whoa. Oh, no, no, I'm on the wrong part. Demonstrating love and affection that you give so openly. I like the way you make me feel about you, baby. Want the whole world to see. Whoa, whoa. You got the best of my love. Whoa, whoa. You got the best of my love. Whoa, whoa. You got the best of my love. Whoa, whoa. You got the best of my love. I didn't sing, but I was in the full body roll the whole time. Yes, you were. I mean, you whoa, can hit a note whoa. for us real quick. Go ahead, hit it for us. Whoa, whoa. Hey. Hey. You got the best of my love. Whoa, whoa. You got the best of my love. Perfect. Hey, guys. Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome to Getting Grown. I mean, yeah. it has been your one-stop shop for all <laughs> things adulting for the last five years running. How about that? Five years. I mean, we have literally turned five this week. It's our anniversary. Hey, oh, I should say anniversary. Tony, Tony, Tony. It's our anniversary. Maybe you and me. Mm-mm. You know, you know the young the young people don't. They just are like realizing that Raphael Sadiq was in Tony Tony Tony. Bless their hearts. Right. I'm like that's crazy. But then it's also crazy to me when I'm be seeing like mint condition remixes on TikTok. I'm mm-hmm. like, when did these pink youth them discover <laughs> mint con fucking dishes? So interesting <laughs> how these things kind of go like in and out of style and what things hit. Like, it's so crazy. Like, what things go viral on TikTok? It's like, there's no science. You can't predict it. It's the most random place on earth. Literally white kids singing, breaking my heart, pretty brown eyes. I mean, what? what? I saw some some Asian young lady singing uh, Mr. What? Yes. (laughs) And I was like, oh, well, what? Which song? Um, what is this? Blackberry uh, molasses. Yes, blackberry molasses. Sun, 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 never, never change. change. It's gonna be Time is gonna be some heartache and pain. And pain. Like, Bobby girl, Valentino. OG Bobby Valentino I in mean, the impressions. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I, like, I don't know what. What a uh, thrift store she stumbled like, upon word, like. and found a Mr. <laughs> CD from uh, the days of yore, honey. I was <laughs> woo. I don't, I don't even know no young black kids singing Mr. That's right what now. I said. I was like, ma'am, you have found, stumbled upon wow. a relic of African American musical history. History, yeah. Who? Yeah. But yes, we yeah. are excited to wow. be back. <laughs> At the kitchen table, we are f- officially five full years old 
sis, I gotta tell you that this journey has been nothing short of amazing. All parts of it, highs, lows, ups, downs, ins, outs. It's it's been just one big exercise of growth and learning and yes. development. And we are, um, you know, different people than we were when we started out in 2017. Our relationship has grown. We've grown as individuals. Yes. I'm very proud of what we do. And I'm very honored and privileged and proud to work with you in this way. So I want to thank Same. you for Same, for being on this ride with me and for just being open to letting this show develop into what it is for us and for our community so shout out to all of all of you all of us at the kitchen table we love and appreciate you so so much so much i'm grateful to be on this ride with you opening new new conversations and Mm -hmm. doors that i Mm -hmm. may not have otherwise had or walked through Mm -hmm. uh or thought i would want to walk through right so um you know it's been beautiful and here's to five more years and evolving not five more years of podcasting five more years of getting (laughs) grown (laughs) five more years and beyond of the growth the opportunities that are going to come the transitions um for what we you know what we can and will grow into and i'm grateful to be doing that with you as my partner i'm grateful that i work with people that i love it's such you know a what flex. i'm saying me and jay were reflecting over the weekend and that's something that we're both very grateful for very mm-hmm. grateful for is that we get to work with and around people who have who have uh cultivated the skill sets mm-hmm. that allow us to really you know be be who we authentically are and Absolutely. to be to get paid to do it to to be able to be afforded not just money monetary payment but also uh you know all that comes with sort of working and, and doing work that you're that you're called to do yes um Absolutely. and it, it's just been and it's then the cherry a, on top is doing it with people that you love yes, and yes. choose to do it with. You know for what I'm sure. saying? Everybody doesn't have that. That And so I'm grateful for that, um, you know, for that opportunity and for that. Just, yeah, that opportunity to be able to do that, to work with people I love, to pe- work with people that I have chosen as my community and have mm-hmm. chosen me as theirs. And, you know what I'm saying? To build Yes. With that, instead of having, I could be in a dusty office with a bunch of people that I hate. <laughs> no, <that's true. laughs> and I'm grateful that I'm not. <laughs> yes, I think creativity flows freely when you are like authentically connected to the people that you are you working something. with. That's real. That is it. That is right the word. there, right there, man. So it's more about cultivating dope relationships. Um, and I feel like a lot of managers would get a lot further if they realized that. And that's something that as I grow hmm. as a professional in every space, that that's, a, mm-hmm. that's something that I want to, you know, for, you know, put it, put at the forefront of my practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been, we showed been that to awesome. the, the kids that wouldn't, didn't get to work together because they goofed off <laughs> actually can work together Absolutely. and produce good work. For sure, for <laughs> so, sure. you know, stop selling these kids short when they want to work with people that they want to work with. Let them make their choices. You know, sometimes and, they, yeah. they people know what they need. They know what's going to help them to flourish. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And be open to the fact that 
productivity and 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 work and success has many shapes and forms. Huh, it so many faces. So many like pathways humans. to it. There's no one one tried and true mm-hmm. way or course that everyone has to follow. No one trajectory. We all mm-hmm. find and cultivate and are revealed like purpose is revealed through through certain experiences and that's something absolutely that we have to to sort of trust and have faith in um in the process um and see through over time so mm-hmm. shout and out I think to getting good. grown man i think it's good to work with people that that challenge you in different ways for right? sure that, that are not just like that. you yeah, I think it's good to, whether that be in the community that you choose or you don't choose, I think it's good to have experience where you are put in situations Absolutely. that are challenging for you. But then I think after a certain amount of time, if you transition into a space where you choose who you get to be around and the way that you do things, that's a, that that's that's life. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's life right there. So, But you all already know. What time it is. We're going to head on over to this trash so we can just do what the fuck y'all niggas been tweeting about. (sighs) Jesus. All day. We'll see you over there. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Relationships take work, especially the most important one you can have in your life, which is the one with yourself. Me, myself, and I. A lot of us will drop anything to go help someone we care about and we'll go out of our way to treat other people well. But how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? I mean, do you ask yourself that question? I know that I'm not the greatest at that, but when I do try to find ways or small ways to to invest in my self-care, I might go take a bath. I might go take a bath right after this recording. You know what I'm saying? Just give myself a couple minutes of peace or go do a little shower meditation. Those are some of the ways that I invest in myself. Therapy is also a huge way that I've been investing myself on a biweekly basis. So this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure that you show up for yourself. So BetterHelp has been uh, a really, really strong tool for a lot of people who might not otherwise have access to traditional in-person therapy, especially while we've been living in such challenging times. So I definitely encourage you to go try. It's another avenue that's a little bit more accessible um, when you can't get to those traditional uh, methods in the moment. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Is much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Getting Grown listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com grown. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash grown. Uh, um, I feel like slapping a nigga today. Slap, oh, slap, no. slapping a nigga today. I oh, feel no. like slapping a nigga today. Slap, slap, slapping a nigga today. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ludacris made the song. I didn't. I just sang it. So, 
you all are going to, you've read about this endlessly. You've heard the conversations. You walked into work or school or wherever yesterday morning and you just heard the chitter chitter booze, 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 all around you. You got on the internet. You saw click, 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 all of the banter, including my own. You, <laughs> <laughs> you got on Instagram. It was memes. You tried to shop on fat kid deals and they had sales and puns at the same damn time. <laughs> so we watched the Oscars. A whirlwind. And there are other things that happen that we will talk about. Yes. But we're going to go ahead and address. My Lord today. The elephant in the room. And so for those that don't know and live on a tiny bus in the middle of the woods. <laughs> um, Chris Rock was introducing some segment which we should be able to remember. Oh, was it Questlove's? Was it Questlove's? Uh, yes, Questlove. See? It was the okay. best documentary Oscar. See? And what, that was another... You know what? I'm going to go ahead and make that point right now because I was going to make that point later. Please, but I'm please. just going to go ahead and make it now. I am sad that Questlove's moment got overshadowed. Oh, for sure. I am sad for that. Mm-hmm. I am not sad. Oh, boy. For white people witnessing anything. I am not sad that a nigga got slapped if a nigga <laughs> felt like he needed to slap him. I am not sad that a black man got up and defended his wife's honor when he realized how uncomfortable she was because he has been in the private spaces with her and witnessed her pain in, in more ways than what she's even spoken about publicly. I'm not mad at any of that. I'm not mad if two niggas had to rumble in the jungle on the stage. That does not embarrass me. But I was sad that Questlove's moment got overshadowed by this situation because Questlove put so much intention into his work and he's very intentional about the work that he does and the spaces that he, how he's representing us as a culture. Um, and so I, I, I think it was such a beautiful moment and it just got kind of smothered and Agreed. I'm, you know, so I, I just, you know, I wanted to bring that I, up. But I, back to this I agree. I agree. I agree that. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead and finish. No, no, uh, no, 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 please. I please. agree that it is most unfortunate that mm-hmm. this awesome film um, and this awesome creator, uh, quest love, you know, this awesome tribute to Harlem and, you know, black culture, black music was overshadowed Mm -hmm. by this. I think that is tragic. And, um, I hope that, you know, at some point, uh, you know, we can maybe do a little bit more to maybe amplify Mm -hmm. and, and give, um, quest love some, you know, honor and and give him his flowers and, and help, you know. A new bouquet. Yes. Because the first one wilted. The, the first bit. one was trampled upon. <laughs> okay, um, well, I guess and, that's a nicer way of saying And <laughs> I, I agree that there are some things that um, I'm not sad about. 
Uh, there were some things that made me sad, though, mm-hmm. about about all of this. And we can get into the details of that. But before we start this and really get into, like, the meat of the conversation, I want to preface it by saying, number one, I've shared many times on this platform that I am an empathetic person who suffers from vicarious embarrassment. And mm-hmm. I know that we tend to use and overuse words a lot in our present day culture. Um, but this is something that's very real for me. I am by nature and function, a very, uh, deeply thinking, deeply feeling person. I also, um, yes, I I also, and I'm always thinking about many different things at one time. And if y'all been listening to this show for any length of time, you know that that is true. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, the vicarious embarrassment is not a joke like it is it is it is as if i am the person that has that has experienced these things so there's some trauma that i experienced and jade was there to witness there was i've been there i finally really set in i said you know kia really it's not good i'm not i wasn't good i have to tell you in many ways but i want to also say that uh I want to also say that I am a person who is undeniably, unequivocally, unashamedly black. And as Mm -hmm. such, I work very Mm -hmm. hard to center blackness, my blackness, uh, in in very intentional ways. Mm -hmm. And so I want to also say that when I talk about embarrassment and, 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 and whatever feelings that I felt, this is not about respectability. This is not about me feeling that black po- people need to perform in certain ways at certain times mm-hmm. or not about not honoring our full humanity and the fullness of our experience and our emotions. It's not about that. I I just think about uh, sort of blackness in honor of, of, of sort of uh, maintaining the integrity of black culture and, and holding and having an upholding a high standard of black excellence. When we say black excellence, it's not just a turn of phrase for me. It is something that I feel like we have to work hard to maintain. Mm -hmm. And that work sometimes requires sacrifice. Um, And so when I'm talking, when I mention, because you're going to hear me mention the things that make me sad and why I felt embarrassment, I want to just make it clear that this Mm -hmm. is not about me, uh, you know, worried about how white folk feel or protecting or even referring to them. I'm not thinking about them at all. I'm thinking I am conscious of the big picture and what this means for us in our, in our struggles. White people. They are so mad. We don't care about what they think, but anyway, please continue. No, 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 no. But we can, I mean, just, you know, like Jay was saying, Chris Rock, made uh you know in his in he was he was the he was the person slated to to present the award for best documentary before making his comments he chose to make some jokes like he Mm -hmm. is a comedian and this is what he does and you know a part of that bit i guess that you know as leading up to him presenting the award he made some comments about Jada Pinkett Smith, mm-hmm. uh, specifically, uh, uh, and, and you know, we all know she's been very um, transparent about her recent struggles with alopecia, which is an mm-hmm. autoimmune disorder that results in 
hair loss that Mm -hmm. may or may not be permanent. And so Mm -hmm. she's spoken very candidly on the Red Table Talk and in other venues about how hard it has been for her to go through this, these experiences of losing her hair, um, you know, and, and how it has been hard for her, um, challenging for her and as someone with with an autoimmune condition and knows what it feels like for your body Mm -hmm. to betray you, uh, if I could be candid and that your body Mm -hmm. is actively working to (laughs) against you in many ways, Mm -hmm. it seems, Mm -hmm. um, it is hard to sort of process that in, in your body. Um, and it is a sensitive issue for many, many reasons. Um, and so Chris Rock made, uh, told some jokes, compared Jada Pinkett to G.I. Jane, uh, said that she was ready to host G.I. Jane too, which was sort of a joke about her bald head. Mm-hmm. She was visibly bothered. Mm-hmm. Will Smith uh, noticed her reaction Mm-hmm. And proceeded to um, approach Chris Rock on the stage and mm-hmm. slap him directly in the face. But he returned, he turned and ret- he turned around uh, and returned to his seat um, and proceeded to to tell Chris to keep his wife's name out of his effing mouth. Not mm-hmm. once, but twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Needless to say, this was a very unexpected moment in a live, mm-hmm. internationally televised uh, te- telecast, um, I should say. And many of us, all of us who watched it, you know, reacted to it and, and, and tried to process and deal with it in real time. And it was hard uh, speaking for myself to to watch and to see and to really sort of sit with the gravity of what has happened. Oh, yeah. My initial reaction (laughs) initially, like just human Mm -hmm. was this is a joke. Damn, Chris is better. Well, initially, yes, I was like, I said, this is a bit. I said, this is a bit. I knew it wasn't a bit the minute that um, I saw Jada's face. I said, maybe that's a part of it, but I don't think so. And then when they muted it, that's when I was like, this is real. And that's when we got into all our, but um, histrionics, there was (laughs) lots of, that's when I was like, oh, this is not a bit. No, This this is not a bit at all. No, 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 no. I think, and and so uh, Chris Rock uh, responded to Will. Will said to keep Jada's name out of his mouth. He said, I'm going to. And he mm-hmm. asked production and those around if he could proceed. And then he just proceeded to announce the nominees and present the award. It was... Um, Really, you know, and and all of this, everyone just tried to sort of sail through as if something, as if nothing happened when something major really happened. Mm -hmm. And so the rest of the program for me and for everybody there, it looked like was was just largely uncomfortable. It was effective. (laughs) Now, Um, now, uh, again, initial reaction was like, damn, that nigga's better than me. He ain't (laughs) snuffled back. But then... As you start zooming out, yeah, and looking at all the complexities, yes, am, do I think am I do I think Chris Rock is funny in his comedy, his stand-ups, and history? Yes, I have mm-hmm. been a fan of Chris Rock. Have there been moments in his career where I'm like, that ain't it? 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For sure. I was just hip to that Louis C.K. shit, and I'm not with that at all. But also, you know, you can find somebody's comedy funny, and you can say something has gone too far when they start attacking something that somebody has openly spoken about hurts them. Yes. On top of the fact of that, the facts are Chris Rock did do a documentary on, on, black, women's on black women's hair and made fun of black women's hair. Now you can say he's a comedian. This is what he does. Right. Yeah. But if you're a comedian, this is what you do. You're not, you not. Then you turn around and you start putting yourself in spaces where you want to be a protector of a certain community. You can't get mad when you get rocked. Right. Because you did something against some somebody of that community, and there was defense of that. Yeah, and so um, now, now you know. So, do I think necessarily that Chris that uh, Will was wrong for his emotion and how he defended his wife? I'm not mad for how nobody defends anybody. I've definitely Tristan's definitely yoked a nigga up. Or two. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He yoked a nigga up on behalf of my homegirl because he was disrespecting a woman in his presence. So I ain't never mad about a nigga reacting to defend a woman in his presence. With that being said, I am sad that (laughs) he didn't snuff him backstage so that Quest Love's moment wasn't... This is wasn't right. skewed right. And, and smoked right. out so, by yes. <laughs> events. I want to add to that. Um, for me, you know, we get it and we know that comedians host and, and present at the Oscars all the time and they tend to poke fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, roasting is a huge cornerstone of comedy in American culture you know what what chuck chuck or whatever her name was was making fun of was called old girl a seat filler filler. like this is the kind of stuff that happens and and we get it right but i don't remember who said this last night when we were watching all together but i think a fair point was made i won't take credit for it Mm -hmm. but i don't remember Mm -hmm. who said it so i'm sorry if you (laughs) um there's so many like you know the tendency is that you, you know, make jokes about people who are nominated uh, or people who are, you know, like, you know, invited to the Oscars as nominees and presenters. And, you know, I just feel like Jada was there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Jada was like, you know, there's so many other people that you, if you want to pick on, there were so many other things that could have been said. Jada was literally there to support her family. She had not a dog in this fight. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate that it's the, the easiest thing or the, you know, the mo- the quickest thing that most people reach for is to, you know, pick on black women. And it's like, leave us out of it. Like, why not like make a joke about Will Smith or pick one of these white women in the audience and, right. you know, you know, let her, you know, poke fun at, at, at her. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if this is what you need to do to me, it was just like, you know, why it, it seemed like a lot. And I think, you know, Chris Smith, Chris Smith, <laughs> I'm getting <it> mixed <laughs> up. Chris Rock has had the Smiths in his mouth before. If we think about the, uh, uh, mm. the Oscars that he hosted, where he had mm-hmm. like a 20 minute set about them boycotting the Oscars and they weren't invited and so there's been lots of talk about this sort of being a boiling point 
for mm-hmm. Will Smith. And I mean, listen, I'm the kind of person, and y'all know this about me, I believe in concurrent truths and complexity as something that we should embrace because it makes us better and smarter and, you know, critical thinkers, which is what the game is missing, right? Mm -hmm. I think that all of these things can be true at the same time, and we should honor that complexity and not run from it by sort of saying I pick one side and that's what and sort of attacking everyone who doesn't see things exactly as you see it and so the moment for me was so jarring and I just wish because we talk a lot about responding versus reacting Mm -hmm. on this show Mm -hmm. and I just and I think it it this is a place where I've been spending a lot of time and trying to do a lot of work and so maybe this is why it hit me this way. Mm-hmm. What my my inner turmoil yesterday <laughs> was because, you know, I think of Will Smith and, and hold him in a certain regard. I think about the work that he does. I think about his legacy. I think about how truthful and transparent he's been about his life and his journey and how much respect we have for him as a professional, but also as a man. And I feel like there's a certain standard and quality when it comes to his work in his life and I feel like we don't know all of his personal business but there's a level of integrity there that we all respect um and I think that yes if I may challenge you okay he's also a nigga from Philly (laughs) well no no no. I wasn't saying like I was going there I was saying that integrity that integrity is based in his authentic representation of who he is and we acknowledge all sides of that and he's always Mm -hmm. honored the fact that he is a nigga from Philly and so I don't Mm -hmm. judge the fact Mm -hmm, that he mm -hmm, had an impulsive mm -hmm. response when he perceived a threat because that's Mm -hmm, natural mm -hmm. and that's something that all of us have been guilty of Especially a protective threat. Like, for sure. Mm-hmm. For especially protective uh, in, in a protective sense for women and the, a woman who has sort of been unfairly uh, treated. A part of a uh, in a part a, of a community yes. of women who yes. have wholly been unfairly like, treated. Absolutely. Yes. But mm-hmm. I'm saying so when so when it was for me, it was just like, wow, I was thinking about all of that and like what this means for that. And it, and I'm not saying that it negates any of it mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. Um, or any of that, but just in that moment, I was worried. I was panicked. I was like, oh my God. And not just because it happened in front of white people, but because it happened, period. And because it happened on such a large stage, it was like- and because it happened in front of white people in the sense where, not that we care what y'all think about it, but you all also hold- powers in which you implicate people in ways that you do not do to yourselves you hold other people to standards right to that you don't hold yourselves or your whole murdering and stealing ass (laughs) culture to right right so there are racialized ways yeah there are racialized ways that identity shows up in our culture and it's reflected in the media and literally every institution of our society and And so y'all want to ask why people don't want to have certain conversations with you and call people racist when in fact the root of where all of this comes from is your own evil 
and fr- people's frustration in dealing with you. And if you are taking offense to this, then maybe you need to go self-evaluate because hit dogs holler. And I, if you don't take offense to this, then you might be on the right side of things. Well, but the I fact think, of the matter yeah. is, as a whole, as a whole, you all don't understand the nuance and the complexity of what we deal with as a people and why people react in the ways that they do. And so you're quick to react and and and, and consequences instead of really understanding the humanity of things when you all don't put them same consequences on yourselves. Sorry. No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, I think I, I, I think it's fair to say that, you know, these sort of bias biases, um, you know, are made manifest and they feed the system that marginalizes and, and is set up to, you know, marginalize and oppress people of color. Right. The and so, ocean. Right. And right. And so it is it is more about like Jay, like you were saying, there's a, a level of ownership and understanding and responsibility for how these larger systems of oppression and supremacy function and how that impacts every everything and every person. Mm-hmm. And so I do think people of color, like Jay is saying, have a certain level of um, experience and um, experience of, and like we're, uh, we have a comfort in negotiating what it really means to be black in every space and, and, and black mm-hmm. in space, black in spaces that are predominantly white. Right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. white folks are from on the outside looking in and they're making judgments about an experience that they have no knowledge of, uh, or no understanding of, they don't understand the ramifications and contextual implications of what it means to be black in this space. And so mm-hmm. y'all sitting around judging, um, it's like, you really hating from outside the club. You don't have any sense of what it's like for, and for you, you're speaking about things, um, that you don't have no understanding of. And, you know, you, you, you're seeing this through your lens and you need to realize that the, the playing field is not level. So Mm-mm. you have to Mm-mm. always put on the, the glasses of context <laughs> to really be able to see things appropriately. Um, yeah. But it, it is so, uh, yeah. And you niggas <laughs> who put on your motherfucking tippity tap tap shoes and want to come around making comments about, I don't care what you have to say either. Don't come defending no white people to me. I didn't say I hate white people. I said, I don't want to hear your opinions about it. And that is a full and complete statement and really is not one that's up for debate. Call me. You are racist. Okay. What a red man say? I'll be that. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, nigga, whatever. Whatever you want to call me, it don't affect me. I said what I said, and there's a reason why I said it. And you are not ready for the conversation behind why I said I don't want to have this conversation with you at all. It is so I think there's lots of I think what Plus what y'all niggas y'all hate black women. So fuck out of here. What makes me sad about all of this is um you know just this whole circumstance and and how folks respond to it or have been responding to it, you know, for me I think I just wish that we would embrace complexity 
I wish I think that I wish that we would really listen mm-hmm. for understanding and not just to mm-hmm. to have a, a certain response. And I wish that we would realize that, you know, there is no shame. I'm, you don't have to take personal offense when somebody doesn't see things the way that you see them. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think that it, I'm, I'm, I'm saddened by that. And it's discouraging because it's like, you know, we're not going to get anywhere. Uh, we're not going to get to the point of productive conversation because we are arguing um, about these about these things in such, uh, you know, cancel culture, dismissive, vicious, violent ways. Um, and so to me, I think this is how we get caught in this wheel of sort of going round and round and round about this, about the same things. And nobody's zooming out and thinking about bigger, bigger picture and how mm-hmm. to sort of bridge the gap between all of our divergent op- opinions and get us to a place of, of agreeing to disagree for the sake of having productive conversation and folks learning and, and, and moving forward. And um, it's just all been very ghetto and, and overwhelming <laughs> to me. It has. But it's also, again, when we, as black people, the nuances and the complexities, the memes, the internet <laughs> content is impeccable. That remix, God, you did it again, nigga. You I did it again. One. I have, I honestly <laughs> have had to, I've had to take a break. I'm, not, I'm still, still struggling. So I haven't been down to the memes just yet. I'm sure I'll make my way around to them. Oh. But child, when are, I tell you, fat, fat I mean, kid deals with, I saw that one. Three minutes. Yes, I yeah, saw that yeah. One. Within three minutes, they had everybody hates Chris. I think. <laughs> I think that it is a gift and a joy. And, you know, I think I'm trying to tell myself it's going to be interesting to see how they spin this. Because, you know, as of today, let me, let and me as tell of now, you how the red table talk. Well, they've already scheduled it. Well, they've already. Uh, uh, so Will and Jada refused to do any uh, interviews or press with any of the major news outlets. Good morning, America Today show. Turn them all down. He said he wanted to address this on a platform that he trusts and he would do so at the red table maybe as soon as this week. Now it hasn't been confirmed whether or not it's just going to be them or them and Chris, um, or what's going to happen. But, you know, I am turning my attention to war at this point, seeing how these very, uh, these huge icons in in entertainment and black culture, how the both of them are going to pivot in response to this. Um, mm. I, I think that that's where my interests lie right, right now. I kind of see, I can see this whole situation from both sides, thinking about mm-hmm. Chris Rock mm-hmm. and how he's been really honest about his, his uh, learning disabilities. Um, his neurodivergency. His neurodivergency and, mm-hmm. you know, if I, and, I say and that right? owning it. Um, and I, I, I get it. And I, I, I see it from his perspective. I see it from Will's perspective. I even see it from Jada's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I see it or, from everybody. you know, I, I see yeah. it. And I mean, I don't want to get caught up in right and wrong and all of this other stuff, because, you know, I, I tend to try not to get into, um, grown uh, rich people's business i don't think there is racking my right brain or, right, right i feel and, and this situation it's, right it's because it's more much more of a complex matter than yes and no and right and wrong it's so mm-hmm. and, and given that 
that means we have to be, um, you know, a bit more flexible in how we think and process about it. And so mm-hmm. I don't even want to get on the side of he should have, what should have happened. I am mm-hmm. now turning my attention to figure out to, to, to war. Okay. So what's going to happen now? <laughs> what's mm-hmm. what's going to happen mm-hmm. as a result of this and what conversations is this going to open up? What, um, you know, how, how can we sort of take this mm-hmm. moment and lean into it as uncomfortable as it is? And, yeah. and really sort of maybe get, get to the Jada could explain how <laughs> maybe. black black women don't feel protected this is what I'm and saying. how you know hypocritical it can be to place yourself in a place where you claim to understand the plight of a black woman while then taking place you know i hope i hope it's productive conversation whatever it is this is what i am saying. not going to lie and tell you that as soon as it happened that I was like, the red table is definitely happening. Oh, like, yes. Well, we knew that. Oh, honey. We knew. We And we, we joked about knew. it. We said, well, Willow was yeah. going to be, mm. Willow's going, mm. mm. Well, mm-hmm. maybe you shouldn't have said that. that <laughs> She's going to yes. Wow. <laughs> mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And then Gammy's going to come in, you know, being who she is. She's like, well. <laughs> I just didn't think it was very nice, you know? So I don't, I do. I love her. So (laughs) I just, I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, and I'm curious to see, um, what comes of it, but you know, it is what it is. Like I, and I'm not going to hold you and also lie and say that I don't sometimes get a little excited you know, y'all underestimated Will. Y'all set up here. And I said, y'all forgot this nigga was from Philly and set up here. And because it is not, I'm talking about you. I'm talking about other people. Like, he's a, I even heard people at school that he's a good guy. And I grew up watching The Fresh Prince. And I was like, this is about, there goes them nuances and them complexities again. Fiction. The Fresh Fiction. Prince is about a nigga from Philly who had to go live with his rich family because he was getting in trouble in Philly. <laughs> like and so you know there is i'm i'm not going to hide there's not a part of me that gets excited when a bit of that comes out (laughs) and you know what i'm saying i get it so i get all sides of it and i'm ready to see what comes of it and uh i hope quest love gets some sort of redemption because he deserves that and i still don't want to hear white people's opinions I think that's a boundary that you have the right to erect because everyone's not entitled to every space. Child, and I understand that certain are. privileged identities struggle with that, but that oh. is a reality. Well, why can't we talk about, well, what makes you think, well, you're a racist. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Y'all are rich. Very You're much good. so. And I also want that to be on the table too. Like, mm-hmm. yes, Jade, Will is a nigga from Philly, but he's also been wealthy since he was 24. And also, I, no, you're and right. I, you're right. And I do feel you're like, right. you know, there are certain, you know, uh, lived experiences that give you a different perspective that he may not be conscious of. Um, Such a snuff that nigga backstage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. 
That's Snuff all. that nigga backstage. That's like, because the celebrity, y'all will keep each other secrets. Everybody knows who's snorting cocaine out of whoever's ass crack. Like, everybody <laughs> knows everybody's business. You know what I'm saying? So, snuff that nigga backstage in the in your own community. Well, niggas will be like, oh no, we do not. We can't have this out there. <laughs> we can't have this just because we we, we don't want to deal with what with them. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's all. I'm not mad that's at the snuff. I'm not all. mad at none of it. And I that's still meant what all. I said. That was that was my nigga reaction to the nigga moment <laughs> when I said Chris Rock better than me. Cause I I could be fully wrong. If a nigga is coming at me, we is going, okay? Bruhaha in the club, <laughs> in the dancery. We's rolling around, okay? <laughs> like Woo. So you're not gonna charge me to get we not gonna go. <laughs> like, I mean the, the I mean the, the phrase TTG is is it, what I mean it's rooted we've in something said it before it is who we are, right? We fully acknowledge that and we, we both get rushed it. a bitch before, you know what I'm saying? We and both I'm, this been what rushed. I'm saying. <laughs> it's facts. I mean, that's a fact, okay? <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you know, if we zoom out for a little while and really just think big picture, there are other other ways that we can go, go about this because, you know, it's not just, you know, and just thinking about that with respect to our collectivistic nature. And we got to yeah. realize that we're looking out for not them, but each other and yeah. and all all of and, that and you can still be held accountable and Abs- and, and, and you looking not out only for each other. can still but you will still and you like when you, i snuff your ass backstage you will still be held accountable make no you mistake. meet these fisticuffs these act rights nigga but i mean i want i have a quick quick my blow back uh, like Sorry. and to the to the girls who are out here talking about um you know, violence is not the answer. Listen, to that, I will say, I agree. I, well, I agree, though. And But I think if we talk about violence, we got to talk about all of it. So don't just talk about the fisticuffs. Like, you also have to talk away about the ways that your language is harmful mm-hmm. and vicious. You have to talk about the ways in which mm-hmm. you you wield your resources and your privilege against mm-hmm. people that's violent and vicious and harmful. Mm-hmm. So let's not just get on the nonviolence uh, campaign, you know, uh, when it serves us, right? When not you in are a country, rooted in violence. You know what I'm saying? Not in a country that is founded on violence, in a country that invests in war and violence and military defense more than it invests in anything else. So and prison I just, systems so and I, all I think kinds we, of shit. Like, let's just talk, let's just have I'm asking for fuller conversations. I'm asking for conversations that um, lend themselves much more to mm-hmm. listening than mm-hmm. than hollering and mm-hmm. arguing and fussing. And I'm 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 leaning and praying that we can get to the point where the point, uh, like we realize that the point is is so much bigger than just being right. Like, yeah. And that goes for so many conversations. That goes for protecting like, black women. That goes for this. Everything. That goes for for you niggas who don't speak up on women's behalf. Period. That goes for a lot. That it's again nuance, complex, big. It's a rainbow of issues here that that have to be discussed, and they have to be discussed after a nigga gets snuffed backstage. So, 
Mm-mm-mm. You know, that's just, you know, sometimes it just comes to that. And also, lastly, for the girls who say they don't want they nigga, <laughs> because let me tell you one of the greatest pieces of social commentary that has come across my eyeballs since this has happened. Oh, Lord. This girl said, for the girls who's talking about they man got too much to lose and you don't want them fighting on your behalf, the forklifts will still be there, sis, when they get out of jail. Like, (laughs) (laughs) they're still going to be there. Them niggas will still have that warehouse job and you going to be all right. (laughs) Y'all are terrible. (laughs) I love you. Just awful. Woo, and that's why I love black people too because... (sighs) In these in these conversations that need to be had, we gonna get these jokes off, and they're going to be hilarious. And again, no, you may not chime into those either with your opinions <laughs> nor your jokes. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but that's not the only thing that happened at the Oscars. Obviously, we spoke about Questlove and his win, um, but also Beyonce performed. Oh. Beyonce what a gift in Crenshaw on oh. the tennis courts um, I, in the hood. <laughs> I was stirred. I mean, like, I mean, it was such an experience. First of all, it's just great was. to see Beyonce looking flawless as always. Right. It was a but movie. But there's just a level of just excellence and flawlessness that, you know, I just love how thoughtful you know, this monochromatic, oh. I mean, the visuals were perfect, oh. but let's pause for the cause and just let me say that the niggas also came to sing. First of all, Beyonce. Work, work <sighs> with a cue. Beyonce said, I've been gone for a minute now. I'm back with a jump off into this perfect <laughs> pitch, bitch, and get into my... Okay. My runs, I mean, the placement. <laughs> Get it to where you I mean, the control, The I mean, the choices made. Let me, I, sister, uh, sister, can we talk about the small, intricate details? Because in addition to singing. Yes, there were looks. She yes. came through looks with a nigga limp. Honey, for, like so it, listen, this, it's just so many layers to this. It's and so these are the layers. ways that we honor the fullness yeah. Uh, and and of our culture, right? And the fact that two things can exist at one time, poise Absolutely. and grace, and also yes. nigga bops and head nods and, and these authenticity. Of, you know, this is what mm. I'm talking about, right? We're just then so you grateful. throw blue into the gumbo pot. She I was mean, there also serving. What a she joy. was in choreography. What she was in joy. formation with the monochromatic looks. Blue was a part. I was and just it was I'm grateful. Just, I, I, it was it was beautiful. Very grateful. Um, it was beautiful. Uh, I will. I did. I did later on scream laugh because I didn't even realize it until later on until I watched the replay. I have to say again, mm-hmm. I didn't realize right before Will snuff Chris. Chris screamed out because he didn't realize what was getting ready to happen. He's like King Richard, <laughs> and what? something about him yelling out King Richard because that's when Will was approaching. So. 
you know, the document. So wait. So if, if you go back. So that is one of the funniest moments to me is the fact that as he was approaching, Chris Rock yells out King Richard. <laughs> I didn't know that. I had not seen Please it. Please go back. Yeah. Hold on. Let I'm me, stunned. Hold on. No, wait. Let we me were talking it. about Beyonce and now I'm sure. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. I just forgot to bring that up. It's so funny. It's so funny. But yes, Beyonce did amazingly. Um, I will say that we watched 70% of this show not knowing who was who that was a good not, time first of all we hadn't seen all any movies we had we don't no. know who these people were i was just we saw a googling, i was a googling machine okay and we only yeah. turned up uh, you know literally you given 70 is generous it was really more like 90 percent of the people yeah, we had yeah no, i was being generous because we knew generous. who um uh, nope, we knew nope. who Beyonce was. Yes. Nope. And we knew who Chris Rock and Will Smith were. Yes. Um, and Wanda Sykes and yes. Regina Hall. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and Kirsten Dunst. Yes. And Denzel and, and... Pauletta Champagne King. <laughs> <laughs> Shame. Okay. Burning. Yes. But I mean, listen. Um, I also want to uh, say... Oh, and Megan the Stallion. Oh, Because she performed with Encanto. Okay. Pat Megan in the cultural Encanto <sighs> performance. It was... I said, y'all better throw Megan and get these Disney dollar, Disney I performance dollars, Megan. Man, it was such a joy. And I loved how we all responded. Like, because, you know, let's be honest. The particular yes. song that Megan was a part of had a few issues. Yeah, the performance vocally the, and it wasn't not from visually Megan. right Ooh. so we were all like what is happening what is this which made me oh, sad because that's oh. the bop of encounter yeah we don't right? talk about bruno Listen. no 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 um, we don't talk about <laughs> i mean get your life please sing so we were all like trying to figure out what was happening and then you know quick pan to meg the stallion everybody hey yeah like we were so excited yes. to see her yes. that that brought me joy Coming we're through, proud of you like a senorita we are proud of you megan um okay so let's talk about this real quick wait hold on before you do that real fast but don't lose that thought i just okay. want to give you the performance that you deserved of that song That was Noah and all the little black girls at the park who we she met. It. And so I just wanted to give you the perf the proper performance of We Don't Talk About Bruno that we didn't get last night. But please continue on with your thought. Yes. Um, thank you. I mean, Noah and, <laughs> and the muses down to the yeah. park. Um, <laughs> the Supremes. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I wanted to talk about the memorial. Yes. Because... Yes, yes. Um, I think in response to all that, all the media around Oscar so white and the lack of diversity represented in the Academy and its programming, I think this year it seems like the volume was turned up on diversity. We had, Wonderful. Yes. Uh, yes. And, and we love to see it. We had mm -hmm. black production. We had, black host we had a wide range and i'm just saying black but i'm also mean like you know we also had you know people of color mm -hmm. um they were you know latina asian american i mean all kinds of of uh people 
And um, I think, I think there were, so let's talk about the memorial. The ASL community. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. The Dakota people. Remember we was. The um, community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so at the memorial, as we know, usually the honors, the, the Oscars honor all members of the Academy that have passed away in, in during since the last Oscars. And usually during that time, there's either an instrumental played or uh, some meaningful substantive song it's some orchestra some orchestra usually yeah this year there was a choir mm-hmm. um and I, I couldn't really hear it because you know we was talking and stuff oh yes the, the music was was joyful and jubilant and about heaven and all of this now let's we know as people of color a lot of times our uh, you know, we we contextualize death, conceptualize death as as a celebration. It is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and we and we look forward to leaving this earth and going on to the next place. And um, you know, mm-hmm. so your funeral, while it is a time of mourning, yes, it is a time where families celebrate, you know, mm-hmm. their loved one. And so also, oh, yes. sorry, no, no, no. If I may add to that point, please, before please. you move to your next one. Even within the black community, even if you're not a identified Christian or of the church, there is something cultural about the church for black people, if that mm, makes sense. Mm, so mm, because a lot of that comes from our roots, our roots here on this land mm-hmm. and ways in which we had to communicate and what held us together. And so mm-hmm. I find a lot of people that I'm in community with who are not necessarily Christians mm-hmm. still enjoy gospel music, yes. still enjoy still enjoy the aspects of the black church experience. that are very cultural. That right. They experience right. and, and the, of what of that is cultural. Yes. So I just Absolutely. wanted to add that as well. Yes. And so, so um, it did not translate well. Uh, for the non-melanated, uh, you know, folks at the Oscars, or I shouldn't say just generally speaking, it didn't translate well for white folks. There are many right. white people yeah. who are complain. I shouldn't say all white people. There are many people that are complaining. Many, many, many that is fine. Um, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that you know they were cur- they don't understand. They thought it was inappropriate and disrespectful to sing celebratory songs during a, a memorial, right? And there's also really some outlash, some backlash in response to the fact that Bob Saget was not included in this year's memorial. And he is a member of the Academy that has passed away this year. And so roped into all of this. And isn't that but isn't that on the Academy and not necessarily on the. Yeah. Well, well, production, I, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, fair. But. Because production can only go off of who the Academy gives them. Yes. And they produce that content. Well, so if y'all didn't include Bob Saget, maybe you need to turn the mirror around. Oh, well. Oh, wait a second. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> um, Just a thought. No, no, no. I think, you know, from where I sit and given the work that I do and we're thinking so much about diversity, equity, and inclusion. For me, I think... 
I hope that I, I was really excited and proud of all of the all of the diversity. It was really good to see um, what what was a, a better representation of how the world really is, you know, in a program like the Oscars mm-hmm. on all mm-hmm. fronts. I just yes, hope that absolutely. as we move forward, you know, we can sort of move from that representation place and diversity and really get toward conversations that um, are more inclusion and equity and justice minded. So it's not about uh, explaining things to white people so that they are comfortable. It is about sort of contextualizing our cultural practice so that they can be honored and respected appropriately. And so that if black, if if other people want to judge it, they're coming from a place of judgment and not from a place of misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. And so while I love what, you know, we saw, um, you know, in terms of the more representation at the different levels of, of the Academy Awards as mm-hmm. an as an experience. I'm hopeful that as we're sort of continuing to progress, that we can move the conversation in ways that get us more toward inclusion and justice um, mm-hmm. and not just representation. Because representation matters and it is a part of the equation, but it is not sufficient all by itself right absolutely that's all that's my little dei moment these are our takeaways from (sighs) and i am drained y'all boots hard Um, for me that was difficult for me in lieu of that oh not in lieu of that but in light of it my sister's popping right now in light of that we're not our shout out this week is actually ourselves yes for we did it, Joe. No, years. not Joe. We're not calling Joe. No. We, well, we can. We can call uh we can call Joe Clark. <laughs> Get those chains off the door. It's a code 10. <laughs> it's a code 10. Code 10. <laughs> The fire department's coming. We gotta get the chains off the door. So we can always call on Joe Clark. We did it, Joe. We did it. Uh, <laughs> That's what we should call the episode. We did it, Joe. And then in parentheses, Clark. Clark. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it's going to be called. Woo! So it is us. Um, we are shouting out ourselves. Yes, we are. For five years of hard work, five years of consistency. Even when we be a little late. My we Lord. still li- we've been consistent and I don't yes. care what nobody says. So shout out to shout out to Kia for being my 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 partner in this and really rhyme with me. And shout out to Ty for staying up late many, oh, many yes. nights and editing the show. And shout out to everybody who supports us. We're really grateful for you all because we wouldn't have no five years if you all didn't listen. So we're just really grateful for the community that this has built. Um, we're really grateful for the opportunities that have been provided to us uh, through this and the opportunities that are yet to come, um, the growth that is going to come. And I'm just excited to be in it as it's happening, um, but I'm also very grateful. So both of us. Yes, indeed. Both of us. So, um, thank you all so much. We're going to move on to our next segment. We'll see you all there in a moment. Just a moment. Has your mind been sprinting for years on end, leaving trails of stress, anxiety, and fatigue that are eroding your mental health? Um, 
Yes. Are you in my business? Okay. Thank you. If you're nodding along, yes, like me, and you feel attacked, then it's time to adopt small daily practices that will have a huge impact on your long-term happiness and well-being. It's easy to learn with Headspace. We all say fine when someone asks us how we're doing, um, when we don't really mean that. Fine isn't really an emotion, is it? How many times have you told yourself you're fine when all you've really felt is anger or sadness or even nerves? Headspace is scientifically proven to help you manage your feelings and your mental health. In fact, a recent study proved that in just two weeks, Headspace can reduce your stress by 14%. Whether you want to relieve stress and anxiety, sleep better, or improve your focus, Headspace is your everyday dose of mindfulness for real life. And so as we've discussed on this on this show and even in this read, honey, uh, I've got lots of work to do as it relates to, um, you know, developing better practices uh, that prioritize my happiness and my well-being. And Headspace has really been clutch in helping me to do that. And so um, they have these awesome sleep routines that are available through the app um, that really give you, uh, you know, tools and practices and, you know, things to say, things to consider when we're thinking about, you know, trying to have better sleep hygiene and getting better rest. So they have this amazing sleep routine on um, the mindfulness app that has really been a game changer for me. Um, And so I just can't uh, help but sing its praises. However you're feeling, try Headspace at headspace.com slash grown and get one month free off their entire mindfulness library. This is the best Headspace offer available. So hurry up and go to headspace.com slash grown today. That's headspace.com slash grown. My little homeboy is back, Cairo, the curious, friendly seven-year-old who's determined to navigate his life around the city just like we are with a little help from his parents and his brother Omari. Don't you love these names? From Wondery, The Adventures of Cairo is a show for the whole family that brings you stories about kindness and courage and so much more. Like why division homework is the worst. And I'm going to talk about that for several more episodes because that's how much myself and Cairo both hate division. And in each episode, Cairo's adventures impart lessons that will stick with your kids. Like when Cairo learns the importance of sharing when a school hosts a winter clothing drive. Or when Omari teaches Cairo that the best way to make a new friend is to just be yourself. Or the time Cairo fibs about doing his division homework and learns that sometimes it's important to ask for help. So whenever Cairo doesn't know what to do, he leans on his friends and his family to help him lead the way. The Adventures of Cairo podcast shows that even though being a kid is hard work sometimes, you can have a lot of fun learning along the way. Listen to The Adventures of Cairo wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, ladies. Have you heard about the hottest new arrival down to the Ulta Beauty? Fenty Beauty by Rihanna. That's right. Our one and only fave, Robin Rihanna Fenty. And her Fenty Beauty now is now available at Ulta Beauty. Learn how to achieve the new coveted Fenty face and this game-changing glow, just like Rihanna. And you can do that by following these three easy steps. You first want to start with the lightest air foundation for skin that looks like skin all day with Fenty's Pro Filter Soft Matte Longwear Foundation. Medium to full coverage, pore diffuse with a shine-free finish. Second, you want to set it off right with the right contour plus highlight with Fenty's Matchstick Contour Stick. 
easy to blend, long wear, and light as air. Third, protect your bee and your glow from shine any place, anytime, girl, with Fenty's Invisimat Blotting Powder. It absorbs shine and diffuses the look of pores for that flawless, filtered effect. So what are you waiting for? Shop now. Fenty Beauty by Rihanna at Ulta Beauty. I deserve So it's Black Women Self-Care time. Um... And my black woman self-care this week is that I got to spend time with my sisters. Ah, uh, you stole mine. Boo. Ah, well, then tomato, we'll do a tomato, joint tomato. One. tomato, 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 tomato. Boo. I spend time with my sisters, uh, Kia, Toya, Nakia, Keisha, uh, Nikki. Nikki, Crystal, <laughs> like it was a good time. We missed, we missed you, friend. Yes, friend. And, and Shari. We yes, Shari. We missed you all. But I still, I was full from ha- just even being able to spend that little bit of time together. We would set up, it was so funny because two nights we said we were going to go to dinner. <laughs> but what's so funny is individually, nobody <laughs> wanted to go anywhere. No. And so, both nights we ended up ordering food to the hotel. Yes, we did. And sitting around and watching the Oscars, which none of us sit and watch whole award shows either. So it's just look at look at the uh, the show that we decided to watch. And but it was just it was beautiful being able to spend time and we laughed and we talked and we we just we were just able to spend intimate time together as we got makeup done and had discussions or we watched it and we were able to laugh at it and talk shit and, you know, vent and, and talk about frustrations. And it's just always a heart warming time to be able to spend time with your community and be wrapped up in a safe bubble where, you know, everything is good within that bubble. And so that fed me. And that's my self-care, and I'm going to pass it to Kia to expound on her personal feelings around it since we share Uh, uh, A little context. It's been um, two years uh, Mm -hmm. at least since all of us, and maybe like we said, we were missing Fran and Shari, um, but since we were able to come together um, and and really spend time... um, and so it was something that I've been looking forward to for a while, um, just sort of to be able to see and sit with and laugh with and actually feel, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, our, our sisters um, and just come together and reconnect. It really just felt, it felt good mm-hmm. um, to, because, you know, we have those connections and we've maintained our connections through group chats and FaceTimes mm-hmm. and Zooms mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. But there was nothing like just being in each other's company mm-hmm. and remembering how easily it is for us to sort of like, you know, just the, the ease that is our relationship yes. is what I should yes. just say, you know, yes. cause I, I can't speak for everybody else, but I've had, um, relationships and being a part of friends group, friend, friends groups that, um, you know, there's this, this contrived, competitive 
comparing spirit um, mm. that, mm-hmm. you know, can make things weird and awkward mm-hmm. and messy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what is true of our friends group is that we genuinely, uh, you know, th- we this we just love each other for who we are. And that's mm-hmm. not to say that, that we don't ever disagree, but we oh, absolutely. Um, we just I I have always felt like I've never needed to be anybody but my full self um within yeah. our within our friends group. And it was just just a blessing to just be able to sit sit up in the room. That's all we did. Like Literally. we didn't go nowhere. Um, outside of work. Outside of work. We set up we in worked, that room. And we did what we what we came <laughs> to do and everyone left with no regrets. Um mm-hmm. there was actual physical and Figurative and literal <laughs> safety in us staying inside of our rooms. Yes, um, very much so. And that's <laughs> what that's what we did. So it it is it was absolutely my self care. It gave me it just you know renewed renewed me and and just give me that quick refresh mm-hmm. um, for what I hope to be more opportunities. It felt like a refresh. Like okay. We're coming out of a season where we were not able to do this and we might yes. be headed into a place where we can figure out how to do this safely. Yes. Um, and that was just everything to me. So I love y'all. I love y'all for real. That is that was the self-care. Now we're gonna get petty because we got one of the we got a shared one of those two. So we're mm-hmm. gonna head over to these petty peeves. So, you know, here at Getting Grown, we talk about adulting, right? And one trap that we all fall into is this pressure that we have to put off fun until we, quote unquote, deserve it. But you've already earned some fun. We work hard every day. So have yourself some fun. It's like giving yourself permission to eat dessert first. You're grown, so you can do that. With Best Fiends, an exciting puzzle adventure game, you can have fiendish fun anywhere, anytime. Best Fiends is a free-to-download mobile puzzle game with thousands of exciting levels for new adventures and challenges every time you play. There's dozens of unique fiends to collect with so many cute little looks and hairstyles and colors, and they're just aesthetically pleasing. And you can customize your team of your fiends to defeat menacing slugs, because the slugs are the, you know, they out here to trying to mess up the minutia. Power up your favorite fiends to new levels for even more powerful skills and watch them transform as they get stronger. And with offline play, You'll never be stranded without fun, even if you lose your internet connection or you're on that road trip in the middle of nowhere where there's no cell phone towers. You can still play Best Fiends. Brand new events and challenges pop up all year round, so you always have a chance to earn exclusive in-game item characters and rewards. Now, I've talked to you all countless times about what level I'm on and you know, all of that. I want to talk to you about some of the nitties and the gritties of Best Fiends, okay? Somebody hit me and they were like, Jade, how do I get earthworms? What, how do I unlock the... So let me just hip you to something. Earthworm levels unlock at level 1260, okay? So you really got to get into your play and then can be found in the same place as the Fiend Quest, which are the special mission icons on the main game screen. So that's just, I just wanted to give you all a little tidbit of how you can earn some earthworms and they're cute to look at too. They got this funky green hair, but 
that's just a little you know, level 1260. You've earned your fun time. Go to the App Store or Google Play to download Best Fiends for free. Plus, earn even more with $5 worth of in-game rewards when you reach level 5. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey, honey. We got a joint petty peeve. Oh, yes, we do. I'm going to speak from an outsider's point of view quickly. Okay. DC has the worst food delivery known to man that I have ever dealt with. And I ordered food in Nashville, Tennessee, and that was not easy. (laughs) But my God, ordering food in DC is like, is, is like playing hopscotch through burning hula hoops. I don't even know if that makes sense, but that's what it felt like. <laughs> it's awful. Please continue, Kia. <laughs> um, <laughs> so oh we listen, the 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 DMV let me down this weekend, did not represent, um, no. behaved in ways that I could not defend. So I said <laughs> nothing. Um we ordered food um, as a group. Like I said, we wanted to stay in. We ordered in. Um, and there's a lot of us. So we placed a pretty large order. They was finna make a nice piece of coin off of us. Absolutely. Um, Driver and, and restaurant. Yes. And so the the order was first accepted. Yes. Um, and, and a notification was received. Mm-hmm. It was confirmed. Then it was accepted mm-hmm. by the vendor. And then it was being prepared. And then it was, it, there was acknowledgement that it was being prepared. We were then told when it was going to be delivered. And, and, you know, when it was delivered, we went down to retrieve the food only to find that 80% of the, of the items that we ordered were not included. Now they didn't charge us for those items. They just didn't prepare them. And it seems to me they only bagged up the pre-made uh, uh, the items. So they gar- the garbage. They, they, it was two salads and, and two desserts. desserts. So the so the prepared items were bagged up and sent along. <laughs> but every entree, every side order was canceled and we were not notified they never said we don't have this we ran out they never said we finna close we not finna do this they never said anything they just canceled the majority of our order and sent along and said we're gonna send what we want right and i just don't have any words but i I would like to i would like to go back quickly i'm sorry yes to pre us ordering that and our sisters being there before us they ordered food and the door dasher stole it mm-hmm. picked up the food and drove the opposite direction trash and then said the food actually excuse me no didn't drive the opposite direction Atten- like kept saying they were coming the and way. the time kept being yeah. extended and they were sitting then they would move a little bit and then they got close and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they said food delivered and it was like 
we've been standing outside here for 20 minutes. No. They stole their food. They stole their food twice. Mm. Then this happened to us. And then we go to place another order and that one gets canceled. And I just, I'm, I was just very frustrated with the food scene in D.C. this weekend. I didn't know all the restaurants closed at 9 o'clock on Sunday. But I would like to call you out specifically, Del Frisco's, for <laughs> giving that, I can't even call that a half-assed delivery. I don't even know what, a quarter-assed. I can't even, an eighth-assed. Because y'all niggas flat out said, we're not giving you no hot food. We don't care how many steaks or crab cakes are on this order. You're going to get these two funky ass salads and this butter cake and this mousse. And you all are going to deal with it. And we placed that order at like 745. Y'all don't close till 9 o'clock. You still seat niggas at 830. And I'm not one of those people because I don't believe in that. But I say all of that to say that was foul. And I was very irritated and I did not have, I had one full meal in DC. One. I had one off of the strength that we had to figure it out. Yep. And like I said, y'all let me down. I don't really, you know, I live here. I claim where I'm from, but I couldn't even defend. Mm -mm. I couldn't, I couldn't even defend this area. Because the service she was couldn't. just because it was poor. a room of six hungry niggas. That's what I'm saying, and the and the service was just subpar. It was piss poor. It was it was not, it was not good. So no, no. So that is our joint petty peeve, and that is another episode of Getting Grown. Thank you all so much once again um, for holding us down five years now strong. That's Thank right. you to. Uh, Kid Fury and Crystal Absolutely. Jean of the Reed. First for of all, we're us. really proud of y'all. Um, I mean, huge congratulations. I mean, you know what? You're only... right. I, I, I am a miss. Huge congratulations yes. to to Kid Fury and Crystal. Not only for the uh, comedy album that is forthcoming yes. on Issa Rae's label, yes, um, but also radio. Yes, um, shout out to y'all. But yes. also because of uh, Fury and Mike's short film that was yes um, that debuted this I mean, weekend premiered this weekend uh, rave reviews I mean yes. it's the brilliance for me I mean it's the brilliance it and it's and it's brilliant. a topic that hits home for a lot of people mm-hmm. on uh, mental illness and and dealing with um, and dealing with 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 emotional. Uh, issues and things like that and so i'm just very proud of both mike and fury uh for their hard work um shout out to isa for providing spaces to debut this work and to bring black people and black creatives together shout out to hooray media for putting together a dope event i mean uh, not only one event but like a weekend a a weekend weekend at the kennedy center a kennedy center building yes and for permitting uh us to be a part of that um really really a dope uh, opportunity and experience for the both of us we will treasure it for the rest of our days 
Yes. Thank Shout you. out to Nikki of NL Makeup. I mean, were we for not holding down the faces? And I'm just saying. Dusty I'm like, I think we all got slapped. You know I what mean. I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lordy B. Nikki pulled out the the makeup brushes and beat us up. Got to work. Uh, and and I'm and I'm grateful for it, you know, so I didn't come before you all looking like a booger wolf. So <laughs> we're grateful. Nothing but grateful. <laughs> Two booger wolves down to the kitchen. Making y'all look bad. We don't want to embarrass you, know, you. No, not what the hell was that? Noah. Okay. Well, thank <laughs> well, y'all. Thank you all. <laughs> we love you so much. And mucho, mucho. Take us out, sis. Listen, do um, your very best each and every day to moisturize your mind by attending to the business that is yours and yours mm. alone. You mm-hmm. want to moisturize your insides by drinking not only the required amount, but you should drink more than the required amount of mm-hmm. water every single day because mm-hmm. you know you must moisturize your insides you have got to take care of your body you have to hydrate it is the key to life you got to hydrate listen nobody want no dried up nothing mm-hmm. okay we want you mm-hmm. to be full of moisture and beauty yes and we also want to make sure that you mind your skin the outside the largest organ on your body your epidermis mm, mm. Treasure Mm-mm. and love and luxuriate and just lift up your skin by moisturizing it every day with your shea butters and lotions and oils and creams. Yes. Why, sis? Because your black will crack if it is dry. Bonsoir. <laughs> Wait, isn't that hello? I thought it was good night. Oh, it I probably thought bonjour is. was good morning and bonsoir. Oh, you're right. I don't speak French, so I don't need that shit, <laughs> Crystal. I hope I'm not wrong. Bye. Oh y'all. yeah, you're right. Bonjour, bonjour, yes. bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Okay, sorry. Bye. <laughs> 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 oh, boy.